and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Doss, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, now more than ever. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And the name of the episode today, Bank Like a Champion with our banking coach, our retail banking coach, John Wilkening. We're going to get to his interview here in just a second. But speaking of John, I want to thank John Bissell for joining us last week from Greylock Federal Credit Union out in Western Massachusetts. My mom and dad were both born in Fall River, Massachusetts. I spent my summers in New England, even though I'm Texas born and bred, I love New England and I certainly love Massachusetts and Rhode Island and the Connecticut River Valley and had a lot of great feedback about that show. Uh, I also had a phone call yesterday from someone who was interested in the conversation that John and I had about DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And this person is a stone cold banking professional who is, wait for it, afraid to express their views at work for fear of being labeled a racist or insensitive or intolerant simply for who she is, simply for who she may have voted for. Folks, if you're going to say diversity, equity, and inclusion, it does not come with an asterisk. All right? That means everybody is involved in the conversation. Everybody is included. Everyone is equitable. That's the middle word that goes by so fast when you say it. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. You always remember the first and last. You forget about the middle. I told John very candidly off the air that as a straight, Christian, conservative, you know, gun-owning, Bible-thumping Texan, I don't always feel included in the DEI discussion. If you look, if you, if you get a composite picture of people with DEI after their job title, it doesn't look very diverse. And so I hope we continue to have, you know, conversations about that. Because speaking of Massachusetts, this goes back, gosh, probably over 10 years when it was still the Massachusetts Credit Union League, they had, their, they had their event in Las Vegas. And so I'm out there giving my wonderful generation's keynote performance in Las Vegas. And because at home, my son was enrolled in a private Christian school here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, I was starting to get very, very interested, kind of a renaissance. I, w- I was brought up Catholic. I'm not really Catholic anymore. I'm just you know, Christian. I don't have to really um, uh, qualify it. But in those days, I was just really into the history of the Bible. My son would bring home these, these Bible verses, and I'd be like, wait a minute, who are these Ephesians, and who are these Galatians, and why can't they get their act together kind of thing? Where do these people live? What happened to them? So I was really into that. And a bit of a, a personal renaissance occurring in what we call our faith journey. And so my bio for the Massachusetts Credit Union event, you, you brought it with you, and then you would hand it to somebody who would introduce you. So the, the lady that's supposed to introduce me looks at the first line, walks over to me, and she goes, I can't read this. I said, oh, why? Is it, is it too small? Can you not say it? She goes, no, I, I can't say that. And she points at the word on the page. My bio started out as... Jason Dias is a Christian businessman from New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. She wouldn't read the Christian part, all right? So much for diversity, equity, and inclusion. I said, what's wrong with that? She said, well, it might offend somebody. Well, you just offended me. So she didn't read it until I got up there and said, 
what I, how I would always start my spoken sessions. I would tell the true story about being on a flight from, San, from Austin to San Jose, and the lady on the window sneezed. I looked, it over, looked over at her, and I said, God bless you. She looked at me, and she goes, I'm an atheist. And I said, well, go to hell then. I got a standing ovation right then and there from the participants at the Massachusetts Credit Union League. Because no, nobody was going to be offended by that. The diversity, equity, inclusion cannot be qualified. It applies to everybody, regardless of who you vote for, what kind of news cycle you like. That is, some, that is a conversation we're going to have to continue to have. Um, John Wilkening and I do not agree on anything politically, but we set that aside because I admire and respect a great banking performance, and he is leading one of the absolute best in the country right now. Before we get to his interview, a quick shout out to all the moms. Um, my mom and dad were from Massachusetts. They ended up in Texas with the Air Force. My mom was told because of a bunch of miscarriages she couldn't have babies, so they started adopting little brown babies all over Texas and instant family. Not because it was popular, not because it gave them credibility on Facebook. Those things didn't exist. My mom did it because she wanted a family. And then, of course, after being told she couldn't have a baby the old-fashioned way, on Christmas Day, 1974, my baby sister Rachel was born the old-fashioned way. So, excuse me, happy, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Speaking of that Christmas Day in 1974, when my sister was born, because my parents weren't there that morning. They were at the hospital having the baby. My grandmother was with us. I got, as one of my Christmas presents that day, a little football, what we used to call a jewelry box. And all, the only jewelry I had was a, a watch and a rosary. And it had my name on it. It was shaped like a football. And when you opened it up, being the good Catholic family that we were and are, uh, it played the Notre Dame fight song. And so we're going up to South Bend, Indiana to visit with our banking coach to find out how to bank like a champion today and every day. And we're going to do it all right after this. This is why webinars send me hate mail. Conference quality information without the expense report. And this is the Power Performance Podcast. Ah, yes. Speaking of famous moms, Notre Dame, our lady. And from Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, his name is John Wilson. And hey, John, how are you? Thank you, Jason. Always an honor to be back. Always good to have you. Well, first and foremost, uh, tell us, you guys have been on a, on a real roll. How did things go quarter one, 2021? One long day, as we all said, and exhausting at that. But uh, we, left, we picked up right where we left off. There was no beginning of the year. The first quarter was phenomenal. You know, mortgages, uh, 75 million closed. The commercial team, the pipeline is so rich, but 20 million closed. Uh, the retail wow. team, 30 million. 30 million in consumer direct, we don't do indirect, so just phenomenal run across the board, record-setting income months, uh, three out of the last four months. As a matter of fact, in the month of March, we actually had more income than we did in 79 of our, our years, complete years out of our 83 being open. So we've just been on an incredible run, and it's showing no sign to shorten up. Our Allstate mm -hmm. Insurance, Shamrock Insurance Agency was named the top Allstate agency in the region. So we're winning from insurance to commercial to mortgage to retail. Uh, it's just a machine, and it's fun to watch and be part of every single day, Jason. 
And earlier this week, there was some big news at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Tell us about it. Well, the lobby lobby's open, and it's just super exciting to have our members come back. I mean, based on the numbers I've already alluded to, they certainly didn't miss us from a service standpoint. Our remote delivery was flawless, and our appointment setting was liberal. Um, so we really feel we you know, took care of the community and the membership base at an all-time high. But we missed them, and they missed us. And seeing them come back through the doors is glorious. And I've got to tell you, my team was so ready for them. Um, it, you know, it was on both sides. So just really exciting stuff. I'm struck by the words that John uses, winning, flawless, glorious. And part of the reason that machine is running so well and he doesn't employ robots is John stays in close touch with his team, doing one-on-ones. He's out there on, you know, where things are happening, not hidden away in some office. And I asked him, is that one of the reasons the numbers have been so very good? Well, I always say one thing. If you want to know how things are running, you go out to the sugarcane fields and you talk to the sugarcane workers. And, you know, the one thing I started six years ago when I arrived, the first thing I did was I sat down with uh, what was 91 employees for an hour individually. And I talk about their, their dreams, their aspirations, uh, what they want to see differently, their ideas. Uh, what they see in their future career, what they like, dislike, what they would change if, if there was me. And we always end with one question. As your executive, what could I do to make you be happier? And, you know, some of these go 10 minutes, some of these go an hour and a half. Uh, but they're very rewarding. And you also discover talent. So we've, I've gone through 106 out of 110 employees, uh, teammates now. Uh, it's, really, it's really the pillar of our culture. You know, we have such we have low turnover. We have happy and rewarded and recognized employees. Uh, I'm really not sure that there's a better work culture in America than than what we have going at NDFCU. And it's just been a heck of a lot of fun. But I get so motivated in the one-on-ones, Jason, because I discover new talent too. And and you know, I mean, really, and it's it's always uh, it's always rewarding not only to know you have the best team in the nation. Uh, but also that the farm system is rich and the future is equally uh, is rich. And so it will continue on. It's a, it's a true next man up. And, you know, the next man up is because not because people are leaving, but because we're growing by leaps and bounds, whether it's loans or deposits or commercial. So it's a place of wonderful, wonderful opportunities. You know, now I'm talking about employees, about a future in business services, uh, the commercial lending division, expansion of branches as our Lake County branch gets ready to open. So the one-on-ones are, you know, really, it's really the difference maker. And I'll tell you what, a lot of retail leaders need to spend time with their people and really understand the banking experience and what their experience is like. Uh, that credibility and hearing it from the people that have to do it every single day, uh, you'll never go wrong. So, again, I go right to the source, the folks that it affects, the members, and the partners, that's who I want to hear from. I get the sense, because you've mentioned it a couple times over the course of the episodes that we've done with you, that I get the sense, John, that, that you may think that there are a lot of retail leaders in banking that simply spend too much time locked away in their office, don't they? Oh, absolutely. And I'm a critic, and I don't care. You know, I play the game. My numbers are on the scoreboard. Anybody can evaluate <laughs> Uh, whether, whether we're successful or not or my employees are happy. But that's the biggest thing going on in retail. You know, uh, CEOs uh, sometimes lack the courage for a change agent. Um, somebody comes in and they're motivational, but they don't have blocking and tackling or a playbook. 
when the great when the great speeches are over, there's nothing more. They're reading reports. Uh, they haven't done it themselves. There's your problem in retail banking: is the branch administrators, uh, people being promoted because they're the last person standing. Your retail banking department is the straw that stirs the drink. It touches all. It's the brand. Those buildings, wow. that's what members, whether it be a community bank or a credit union, they see their branch. They don't think of bathrooms. They don't think of uh, ivory towers. They think about the people they interact with every single day. And those people need to be led by somebody who has done their job. Pure and simple. Retail banking, uh, you know, really 60%, I would say 60%, you know, are not leading credibility. Uh, with credibility, it, I mean, that's a strong statement. The great ones are great, um, but there are some administrators out there that burn people out or they, they lead with the jockey yeah. method of more, more, more. And, uh, right. no, we built, we built our foundation on change of life a day, helping people and of making missionaries, you know, people that really want to care and help people. And that's the great side of retail leadership when you can change lives and inspire a team to change lives. So you read into that perfectly. I get greatly frustrated when I see the branch administrator or the person that changes jobs every year or every two years uh, because their game doesn't, you know, game doesn't work out long term. And I just laugh when I, when I laugh. And it jumps out at you on a resume, too. Trust me, it does. Right. And, of course, on Friday when we air the show, uh, last year during the pandemic, Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, to support local restaurants, started sending their people out to, have, to pick up lunch at these local restaurants and these local businesses. And so I always like asking John, hey, if I were up there today, last time you said you'd take me out for pizza, if I was up there this Friday, where would you take me out to eat today? One of your favorite places. Uh, Puerto Vallarta. I mean, really, they've been ah. fantastic. We've supported them a lot in community. They're true neighborhood, um, legendary establishment. And anybody that's listening, if you're in South Bend, go over there for a beautiful lunch. I, I'll tell you, you won't regret it. And I tell you, you will not regret following Notre Dame Federal Credit Union on the social media sites as well as John Wilkening personally because they really are just putting on a great example of a very diverse in terms of products and services as well as employees, and they're making it work. They're definitely leaving their audience wanting more. And, of course, John Wilkening wants to remind you and everybody to think like a champion today. And thank you, Coach John, for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. Thank you, Jason. It's always an honor. I look forward to the next one. A great job. As Ah, yes. Wow, what a great way to get the month started, and we have got some great shows coming up for you this month, some new shows that are coming up. We're going to just continue to talk about this amazing marketplace that we all do business in each and every day, the banking marketplace, and what you can do to bank like a champion each and every day. If you're a retail manager, get out of your office, turn off the computer, put down your phone, and get out to the sugar cane fields. Do what John and his team are doing, and you will bank like a champion each and every day, and you will leave your audience wanting more. Once again, happy Mother's Day to all the great mothers out there. My mother, John's wife, Crystal Wilkening, all the great, great moms that are the foundation of our family life. I'm fortunate and blessed to have a wonderful mother who is still alive today. 
today, 80 years old, going on 29. And until next we speak, my name is Jason Dyson. We'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Thank you.